That's a million-dollar <laughs> question, many that's around the world at the moment. But look there, the ICC are adamant it's going to happen. All the plans are in place uh, for us to go, hopefully, on the 29th of August to fly to Oman and play a series of warm-up games before we go into our Quill, uh, Cricket League World 2 and then uh, on to the World Cup. And look, yeah, it has been a long time, two years ago, you know, when we made that uh, qualifier and finished second in in Dubai, we were looking forward to Australia and, and we're extremely confident and we're still confident now, you know. The boys have, uh, I tell you, hat off to them. They've trained under difficult conditions like everyone around the world. They've started playing their own domestic comp last year leading into Australia and, of course, we know they got abandoned and they've kept their heads up. Um, they're still enthusiastic, mate. Look, it's a World Cup. doesn't matter where, where and when it's played. You like, only get one opportunity to do it. So they're, they're in a, a great spot like that. But this has been in the making a long, long time. You know, we, we were disappointed a couple of times in 2015 and, you know, before that, there's been a lot of work go into it for, from former coaches and, and former managers at Cricket PNG. So, you know, this is all for them too. And the boys realise that and the whole country realises that. So, look, that way we're looking forward to it. Certainty of it going ahead. Well, everyone tells us it's 99%, but the world changes. So, but look, everyone's up and ready to go. And Carl, you probably uh, rang in the new year at the end of 2020, not thinking you were going to end up being a part of the Barramundi's World Cup campaign. But uh, here you are, uh, still to meet the team in the flesh. But, um, you know, you found yourself in the top job. And it's probably an ideal situation, really, to get to Oman early and, and have like that extended period with the squad. So you really can... Um, you know, get to know them on a day-to-day -day basis and, you know, spend that time together. Yeah, exactly, Vinny. Given it's been so long since we've played competitively and since I've not been on the ground with them yet, that was really an important part of our planning with Greg and the management team to get some practice and get to know the group ahead of the World Cup. So we've done well and everyone's worked hard to get them to Oman and just talking to the boys a lot via the WhatsApp and Zoom. I think as the countdown becomes real now, and for me, who have been doing a lot of these Zoom chats with them, just really keen to get on the ground and do what you do as a coach, get on the ground, be on the beat with them, training every day. And that kind of thing is really the exciting part that's now starting to bubble away and it's getting closer, Vinny, and that's going to be the exciting part for me and the team just to get back on the ground again after such a big hiatus. And as Greg said, the way they've trained through protocols, the staff, they've been so positive through that. They've navigated their way through that safely. So now, again, not long to go. And then once we get to Oman, we live with a bit more freedom and a full support staff. We're on the ground doing our thing. And your bandwidth will be taking a bit of a hammering uh, watching some of this bash over in Port Moresby and, you know, seeing how these boys are going. It's been a great uh, initiative and to get that partnership that we have done with this frog box company, Interact Sport, to be able to do this and have now domestic cricket, both the female and men's stream to the world. And, and that'll gain popularity, no doubt, as we get, we get into that and use that program more. But yeah, it's great to watch them on screen and, and there's so much talent. The people that I've already spoken to that I've spread the word about the stream and, and support staff that have just joined us, or, you know, the first thing they say is, oh, I didn't realise this player could do that or that player. So, I mean, I've known that as we spoke about before, Vinny. I've seen them throughout the years myself and cross paths, but yeah, there's, some, uh, there's some hidden talent. A lot of people know what's up there, but the world's still to see some of the, the other talents we've got. Yeah, you're no stranger to some of these players from your own playing days. Yeah, yeah, I've come across them a few times, been on the on the losing side, but that's okay. Uh, but the know them a, a few through that. Um, for the captain and I go way back uh, to when we were both a lot younger, but uh, uh, that's been exciting. As I said, to play against them and to feel that pressure and presence they put you under as a team then, 
I've spoken to the players and that's something that we really want to play to our strength and, and make sure we keep doing that um, as we move forward as a team. So I'm looking forward to them keeping that going. What is the mood of the players, Greg? Because um, obviously PNG has its COVID challenges up there as well, where the bulk of them are. Great that they're back playing domestic cricket again, but I guess from initially qualifying that high to Australia, to India, to, to Oman, and obviously you have to get there first. Um, what, how are they feeling? They're all, always up and about. Um, we've um, been reiterating to them about how important a World Cup is. Like I said, not a lot of people in the world get to play one. They were disappointed like uh, we were um, when Australia couldn't couldn't host it. But, you know, the World Cup's going to happen somewhere and it would look like India and that was going to be a great place for these boys to go. But now it's in Dubai and Oman and they have a bit of history in Dubai so they know the conditions. Now, they're up and about, you know. Like Carl said, this is a critical part. We're less probably two and a half weeks away from getting on a plane they're into their last stage of the the bash and that we you know revamp that bash as we did speak yesterday just quickly that you know we just make it two of the competitive teams and Carl's addressed that with even the game yesterday the batters sort of played the bowlers and um so I'm pretty confident like I said 99% chance this this will go ahead and we'll be off to Oman to some great facilities uh, that's where the World Cup's going to be held too with Oman and UAE and we got some great games coming up but the boys are up and ready to go they're spending their last sort of weekends with family they'll do isolation before they leave PNG to transit through uh, Brisbane and then on to Dubai and then Muscat so I, I take my hat off to them under difficult circumstances but like we said we're not the only associate country not the only full member country in this situation so it's not unique to us and we just had to make the best of what we have and we've managed to do that successfully and you know since Carl's come on board and even when Joe was there when the thing you know if we complain about what's happening that's no good if we embrace it and find ways around it we'll come out on top and I, I think that's what we've done. What's the situation around vaccinations with your players? I know the PNG Olympic Committee heading into Tokyo were quite active in terms of um, trying to get a lot of their athletes, if not all of them, vaccinated. Uh, are some, all of your players vaccinated? Is that a requirement? Yeah, everyone, everyone's done. All the, all the managers, Carl, myself, all the players put their hand up straight away. They got their second vaccination probably three to four weeks ago. All the women have been done. Most of our staff have been done. Uh, we're talking with the under-19s because they'll be going to a World Cup in January, February. So, you know, that is a, a different kettle of fish, as you know, because they're all underage. So, no, they, uh, the players come forward for that. And look, most of the teams we're going to play, if I can't talk to all of them, have been done too. So everyone in the World Cup would have been vaccinated as far as I know. And I suppose just, you know, there's obviously some differing views in PNG regarding that. And I spoke to a couple of athletes uh uh, recently in the region so to see these elite athletes heading to a world cup you know taking the vaccine and, and showing that it's all right too is probably a good message as well for the country oh most definitely and we and the Aussie High come up there and have used us as along with SP hunters as the showcase that it is against their face some of them but it is they're doing the right thing for themselves and even their family I mean, what we're facing as a world now is is unbelievable. You know, with the Delta strains and you know COVID before, so they've embraced it really well and they understand it. And you know, I think that was part of them. They just want to get to this World Cup, and that was the pleasing thing when we put it to them. We didn't make them have um, make them have it. We suggested that a thing. Um, they all signed forms that they would go, and they're just they're just raring to go. I know they were disappointed. If we go back that we were heading to into Darwin on the first of August, and we couldn't quite get there because of what happened in, in Australia. Um, and that will, car would have been with them now. But, I mean, they embraced that too, that disappointment, and they realised where we're going in Oman is 
as equal. If not, it'll be better when the sides were playing. And look, the first part, I'm not stealing Carl's thunder. When we arrive, there'll be a few sessions where we have a bit of fun at night. You know, we have a very good hotel and I know Carl's got some things planned for everyone to get to know each other. And that's the most important part of that first week, I think, because everyone's coming together. We've got a new management group, a new coaches group and the players and some new players in there. So I think that's the most important part. Like Carl's put together a great, great first week where they all bond. First and foremost, as you say, you're probably excited just to meet the guys in the flesh again and, and get to know them well, but uh, to get back out on the field, who who are you playing in the lead up to October, do you know? Yes, we absolutely know. As I said, everyone has worked hard, not just myself and Greg, but management, general managers to put a long tournament, a long tour together and a preparation tour. We've got bilateral ODI series against the USA and Nepal. We then play an official CWC League Two uh, tournament, which is against Oman and Scotland. And then we go on to play Ireland, Sri Lanka, Namibia, Scotland in T20. So it's going to be, you know, as busier and as long a tour, I think, the PNG boys have ever been on. Uh, but that's going to give us plenty of time to acclimate to the facilities and the climate over there, the wickets. Obviously, they've played in Dubai. Oman, we're expecting to be similar, but we've got to get there and on the ground. So, but that's giving us you know, 10 to 15 games of quality opposition, international games, all international fixtures and approved by the ICC. So that's going to put us straight into that environment where it's it's go time. So I think we've done a lot of preparation and you know, domestic games and so forth. So it's good to have us getting straight into meaningful games, accounts to rankings, and we can learn that way too. So I just think the fact that we're getting straight in there, once we arrive in Oman, we've got an ODI four days after after getting there. So it's pretty much in and out of the straightaway, Vinny, which I think everyone now is more than looking forward to. And I think the quicker we get on, on the ground and playing in meaningful contests, given that, you know, the hiatus that we've spoken about, the better for everyone. You know, the obvious initial target when you finally get that World Cup underway is that you guys are in those uh, preliminary groups, I guess. Originally, it was Oman, yeah. Sri Lanka and Ireland, and now it's Oman, Bangladesh and Scotland. Um, so, you know, I assume that the first obvious target is to to try and get through that and, and get to the main draw. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That is. I mean, look, we've got a lot of cricket before then. Once we once we start that final preparation for the World Cup, we'll really focus in on game one. Basically, we've got Oman in Oman, their first ever you know home World Cup. We play them first up, so I'm expecting that to be a big occasion. But for me, in every World Cup or Olympics, there's always a a story to come out of it or an underdog or a narrative that someone would knock over a full member or someone will get further along in the tournament than, than expected. And, you know, I say, why, why not us? Like, why can't we be the ones to make it through and, and shock a full member or, or be the story of the World Cup? So that's kind of the message that I'll be putting through to us. Of course, we're looking at that round two. We'll worry about our games in the pool. Um, the Aussies have done well giving Bangladesh lots of confidence for us going into that <laughs> World Cup. So <laughs> they'll have their tails wagging. But as, and Canva and I have spoken about this quite often, T20, the nature of the game, everyone's in the contest. Now that means you can both win and lose. But on the on the day, that's why we're going to put so much preparation into, into mindset, into having the boys prepped and ready to go because it's just, it could be two overs of a T20 game that can swing it either way. And I just want to make sure our boys are in a position to take on those two or three overs, it could define the match. So, yeah, as I said, why not us, Vinny? And I think I think we're ready to shock the world. We will be by the time we get to that comp. And as I said, I think a lot of people have a sneaky eye on us knowing that if 
if we really break out and play to our potential, well, yeah, as I say, look out. We could make some, you know, headlines. Greg, um, obviously, as somebody who's been there through all of this sort of journey towards these World Cups, um, to think that it's basically happening now. It's on the doorstep. We're talking just weeks now until the guys come together and they're over there and then, you know, very shortly all going well. There's a Cricket World Cup, a T20 World Cup that these Barramundi's boys are going to be a part of, which we have we saw a few years back what Afghanistan did and have continued to do when they've had that opportunity. Uh, and I guess, Kyle, you touched on that, why not us sort of thing, like to all the work that, be it yourself and the management or the people on the ground, the players, um, you know, in the local cricket clubs. And I think I remember a few years back, uh, there was a program to lay a whole bunch of pictures around the country that we had a chat about that um, was, was done and all the various clinics to think that in a few months, you're going to be at a Cricket World Cup and, and how far cricket in PNG has come. Oh, exactly. And, Vinny, and look, we, we've taken note of other World Cups gone by and we won't mention teams that have made it and then disappeared, but we don't want to be one of them. That's why we started, you know, years ago building these wickets. We're going to capitalise on the momentum that come out of this World Cup and get more kids playing. You know, um, the Rugby World Cup has now gone to next year because they were going to clash with us. So that's an opportunity in PNG to push this cricket. This is part of the frog box. You know, the government, uh, we're doing some photos with the government before we leave. The players know they can come back with some momentum. Like Carl said, you know, there is a side always that shocks and we think it will be us and the boys will instill that confidence. Um, look, they're, they're just excited. I talked to them um, now, like Carl does by Zoom, and they're counting down the days. So I think, you know, one of the hardest things for us, Vinny, was um, the COVID side of it, under, making the boys understand, because they live in a country where they, they can roam free and they're, they're not locked up. So isolation is going to be hard for them. You know, that's why we're giving them isolation before we go. Uh, they all got tested yesterday. They've all had tests probably every couple of months just to make sure they're COVID-free. They stuck to their protocols. When we go to Dubai, it's going to be different and Oman than they have previously done. You know, there won't be more uh, trips to the malls. There won't be that. They're in a bit of a bubble. So we've done a lot of education with them like that because that mentally, as we see around the world, sports stars are struggling with that. And we are away. Uh, we are away a lot. So we've worked a, little, a lot on the off-field stuff too, what what they can expect. And they actually have grasped that really well. They are, they know that there are limitations now moving forward. So if you can get that part right, it's a different game now, isn't it? Get that part right off the field. We know their confidence on the field will play. So Carl and his, and his new coaching team, I know have done a lot of that. There'll be... Uh, There'll be a few surprises. I tell you, the coaches have worked really hard. They've got a few things up our sleeves. And and um, I'm looking forward to it, mate. I was lucky enough to play international cricket, but didn't play in a World Cup. So I'm even excited to go and see all the work that's gone before me and during and what will come after this. That's that's the big legacy at PNG we're trying to put. What is the legacy after this World Cup? We're not just going playing the World Cup, coming back. and think, We're trying to plan now how we capitalise on this moving forward. So how long will these players likely be out of PNG in total? 10, 12 weeks, Canberra? Yeah, yeah. And it yeah, could be a bit longer if we get through to that yeah. second stage. You know, they've got to come back and isolate again when they arrive home. So they mightn't see their families for three, three months, three and a half months, you know. So they understand that. That's why Carl, when his fixtures in the last four or five weeks, has given them the weekends off to, to spend in family. And then, you know, probably around the 24, uh, soon they will go in isolation until they leave. So they'll be in isolation out of that hotel on the plane to Brisbane and then off we go. So. How long would they isolate before leaving? We're looking at uh, uh, quite a while at the moment and we're just waiting for ICC regulations, but they're going to be in there, you know, 10 to 12 days. Yeah. 
And then what's the flight route? So you've got yourselves in Australia, the boys up in PNG. We're, will it be Oman where you all eventually meet up or will you meet up somewhere in transit first before heading there? We all get to Dubai basically within 30 minutes of each other. Um, we've been working again with the ICC um, people on that to make sure we can get the best case scenario, as I, as I discussed before we started, just putting it all logistically together. Um, you know, as we started with our number one plan and it sort of gets sort of knocked to the second best, third best walker. So look, we've done as best we can and the ICC have helped us, you know, weekly on trying to get um, our plan A or our best plan together. So at the moment, like I said before, we'll be meeting in Dubai, I guess. We'll be meeting at Customs in Dubai or all the players, you know, as I said to you, the two Australian players that we've got, they haven't been up there for the two years basically either. So, I mean, they're probably more human keen than the coaches. They've had to miss out on their being with their teammates for that long a period. So, yeah, that's when we look to link up and then, yeah, it all gets, it's all real from there. The ICC, they've done a great job of moving goalposts right at the moment, mm. the Oman and Dubai borders closed. And we've got to go there. So they're working with them government to let, you know, let us in. And we're not the only team. We're going in three or four days before a couple of the other teams, but all that stuff is just cropping up, you know. So, well, yeah, like Carl said, you know, Melbourne being locked down, Sydney in lockdown, Queensland just coming out. We're sort of going different routes. We all wanted to meet in the one, but the players will come through Brisbane. They should be myself, uh, one of the players, and Chad Sayers on that flight, and then Carl and his other coach will go from Melbourne. So, we'll, yeah, we'll all meet up in Dubai, and at the moment, I think they play, the planes land 10 or 15 minutes apart. 